Hi, and welcome to More Human, More Resources, the HR podcast for entrepreneurs. I'm Vicki Brown, your host and CEO of Vidominale Enterprises. As a serial entrepreneur, I understand that having the right expert help has been critical to my success. That's why I'm dedicated to telling you, in plain language, what's going on in the world of HR that might impact your business and what you need to do about it with real actionable tips to help you master that list of must-dos and grow your leadership muscle. First things first, the information contained in this podcast is provided for general purposes only and is not to be considered legal advice. Your decision to adopt or not adopt any practice or procedure mentioned in this podcast is solely yours and we bear no responsibility for the outcome. We urge you to always consult legal counsel and other appropriate licensed professionals. And with that, let's get into the show. You're listening to Season 1, Episode 10. In this week's episode, our question of the day is how to handle vacation, sick, and other time off. But before we do a deep dive on that question, let's take a quick look at what's happening around the nation. Most business owners are familiar with the 1099 miscellaneous tax filing form. In the past, you've been required to issue 1099 miscellaneous forms to people and entities that you've paid during the year so that the IRS can be notified of their income or revenue. Again, it was the same form for both entities and people, meaning independent contractors. But that has all changed. The IRS has issued a new form called the 1099 Non-Employee Compensation Form, or 1099-NEC. For the tax year 2020 and going forward, you're required to issue the 1099-NEC to any independent contractors or non-employees that you paid $600 or more during the year. And don't throw out those regular 1099 forms. They're still required for the other 1099 reporting purposes. And a few quick New Year tax-related reminders. All employers must provide a W-2 to their employees no later than February 1st. The standard deadline of January 31st falls on a Sunday this year, so it's been moved to Monday, February 1st. You're also required to give employees notice regarding the earned income tax credit. The deadline for this notification is the same as the W-2 deadline. Again, this year, it's February 1st. And finally, remember that anyone who claimed exempt on their 2020 W-4 withholding form must complete a new W-4 for 2021. Employees claiming exemption have to do a new W-4 every year. And now, on to the question of the day. So, what do you know about time off? I mean, beside the fact that you need a lot more of it. There are a lot of different types of time off for employees. And while you don't have to offer them all, it is important that you at least know what they are. So vacation time. Well, surprisingly, companies are not required to offer vacation time to their employees. That's right. If you wanted to say no vacation time for anyone, you could. Now, of course, you'd probably cause a mass exodus, but that's another story. The thing is, although you don't have to offer vacation, if you do, then there are a number of guidelines you're required to follow. That's mainly because most states consider vacation time actual wages, and they're very particular about how you deal with an employee's wages. 
In California, for example, once an employee has earned vacation, you can't take it away, either the money or the time. You can pay it out to the employee under a narrow set of rules, but you can't take it away. And taking that a step farther, you can't have a use it or lose it policy either, because that would basically be taking away time they had already earned. So if you're a California employer and you have a use it or lose it policy, we'll ditch that right away. It's a big red flag. You also can't cap vacation at one year's worth. It's a long story why, but basically, when you cap vacation at a year, you're saying the employee can't carry over a balance to the next year. So it amounts to a use it or lose it policy. Yeah, I know, very complicated, but it gives me job security. And the final California vacation surprise, vacation is earned on a daily basis. Sure, you may have a fancy schedule that has vacation earnings on a weekly or payroll period schedule, but if that employee leaves your company, you have to calculate their vacation accrual to the day and pay it out to the day. Now, because of all these rules, unlimited vacation, which is a thing, at least in California, is more complicated than most people think. So the best thing I can say about all this is, before you go down that path, definitely talk to an HR expert. Sick time has recently become a lot more complex as well. States, counties, cities, and during emergencies, the federal government has established mandatory sick time for employees. The amount of time varies. Just know that the days of you've taken too much sick time are long gone. In fact, in most cases, you shouldn't even request a doctor's note until after three days of illness. And also keep in mind that sick time isn't just for employee illness anymore. Depending on the regulation, it can be used to take care of an ill family member or maybe even a housemate. Again, have that HR expert on speed dial. Now, some companies lump vacation and sick time all together and call it paid time off or PTO. I think the main reason is they feel it's easier to track one thing instead of multiple time off buckets but beware of the easy road. Now again, I'll use California as an example. Vacation and sick time are under different regulations. For instance, you have to pay out unused vacation on termination. That is not the case with sick time. But if you have PTO, it will all be considered under the California vacation rules. So you'll basically have to pay out the equivalent of both sick and vacation time when the employee leaves. A lot of companies also have something called personal days. They came into being years ago as a way to provide non-vacation time to employees who wanted time off for religious holidays. However, they've become a nice perk for companies to offer, and many do. Again, be careful about how you define and use personal days. You may end up accidentally making them so flexible that they end up falling under the vacation guidelines. So again, Hello, HR. Holiday time off is optional, and some companies don't offer holiday time. For some, it's a business issue, such as retail. It's standard practice for them to be open on most holidays. And for some, it's just choice, although I would urge you to consider another choice. Many times, if a company can't close for the holiday, they'll offer an extra amount of pay or holiday premium pay, or they may offer a different day off completely for employees. It's a nice gesture, and it goes a long way toward keeping your employees engaged 
and feeling valuable. Leaves are another type of time off, usually highly regulated, that may be available under certain circumstances. Disability, pregnancy disability, yeah, it's listed separately, FMLA to care for yourself or family member, military leave, bereavement, jury duty, these are just a few that come immediately to mind. Now, depending on the number of employees in your company, you may be required to offer one or more of these various leave types. They all have documents, they all have notices, they all have time deadlines, so don't wade into these waters alone. You know, as I think about it, this episode sounds like a big shameless plug for getting an HR expert on board. But what can I say? Leaves is one of those areas where expert help, well, helps. If you found this information helpful, please leave a review and tell a friend. Thanks for spending the time. Until next week, same time, same place.